listener exclusive. From the Penguin Parade at Phillip Island to that new building development in the middle of Warrigal, this is Talking Gippsland with Ed Cowlishaw. Welcome to another episode of Talking Gippsland. Today we venture down to the township of Yarram, which has gone through a huge vitalisation over the last couple of years, especially through its street art. With this production and project that has been going on over the last couple of years, it has revitalised the township from being a quick stopover to a point of destination. Today we catch up with Yarram local and president of the Gumboot Collective, Matt Langdon, who has made Yarram home over the past decade with his young family, making the sojourn from the US back home to Oz. Sit back, relax and enjoy another episode of Talking Gippsland with Matt Langdon here on Listener. Matt, let's go for a wander through Yarram, hey? Welcome to Talking Gippsland and great to catch up with you. First things first, what I can see right now is colour. I can see life, I can see businesses open, but also I see a lot of history. Yeah, absolutely. The, one, of the, um, one of the things that people comment on a lot is the architecture in the main street. There's some really great old buildings, but I'm glad you noticed the colour too. And that's a lot down to uh, Drakeford Studios who's a print house in town that probably an incomparable town around Victoria you just wouldn't have. Um, but they're, they're printing, you know, as we're walking here, probably half of the signs for the shops. Yeah. They're, they're new and shiny, and that really does something for a town that is on a, a regional highway like this because the job for Yarram is to get someone to stop. Yep. If they're driving from Sydney to Melbourne or wherever they're going, you want them to look at this place and say, oh, I'm going to stop here for whatever it is, fill up the car, fill up the belly, and then they wander around. They might buy a book. You know, there's, that's, the, that's what we're looking for. So how do you encourage, you know, places like the region and various hotels? Like we look across here in the facades, uh, they're 100 years old, which is absolutely oh, yeah. quite amazing. But how do you encourage those businesses or those property owners that may own them to go, hey, look, if a touch of paint here is going to help your business but also help the region itself. I think a lot of things, you know, the touch of paint, it's a very hard-to-grasp number yeah. for your budget. You think, yep. oh, yeah, what would that cost? And then you get three quotes and they're all wildly different. Um, having Drakeford here, you know. You just go straight in there and you can even talk to another shop and say how much did that cost and it's going to be the same price. Um but it is really a following suit. Any new business, any new shop here, we're walking past Yaz Fish and Chips now that that was a no-brainer that that's when they're rebranding. They go to Drakeford, get it done, and it looks great and fits in with the rest of the town now. As we talk about paint, uh, the town's now part of the silo art trail in a lot of ways. There's not many silos in town, but you've used any canvas that you can see. The process of being a part of something like that initiating an artist to get involved as well but also the location strategic locations to make sure that there is that sort of winding trail between a township like that how much work went into it to simply get the project up and running it was a meeting of uh, five or six people in a local bar with the idea and we're at uh, well we keep walking here and we'll see see one of the murals but the um, the idea was fairly simple a couple of buildings had had uh, hired he- the chrysalis for the chalk art festival so we're 
we'll be running that in uh, January again, the third one. And we have 15 artists around the town just drawing on the footpath in chalk over two days. Just draws thousands of people from all over the place. Mm, mm. Um, but it is that experience of watching the art being created, being able to talk to the artist, seeing them as a person, talking about their process, even talking about their career. We've got kids here in a small town in Gippsland with you know, limited exposure to the world, limited ideas of what they could do as a career. And for someone who's artistic, and we had three high school kids participating in that, doing the chalk art right alongside all these professionals, yeah. their exposure to those career-based artists was huge. And one of them has, um, has started that step, started that process, taking the first step to becoming an artist. You just think that's, that's great. That, that kind of, yeah, I think bringing art to people is, is such a great piece. As we look here, we've got a piece of artwork just here celebrating the dairy industry. And then on the other side here, just as you walk into a beautiful botanical gardens here in Yarram, you've got the celebration of all those wonderful people that work within the emergency services uh, there as well. How did you choose the topics and, and make sure that not only are you putting up beautiful murals, but also telling a story of the people that make up the town? The best part of that was we didn't. It was the building owners. Right. So the building owners came up with the ideas for the murals and... Uh, the, the creative uh, masterminds of the of the Hisco Town Group put put the pieces together. So, using a bit of Photoshop to to figure it out, and then Hisco put it onto the walls. Uh, so that was the cool thing about it. it the The fact that they were all realistic spray can art of real people. Almost almost all of them have got a local person of some sort on them. Um, that almost accidentally became the theme. It was telling the stories of Yaron. An accidental theme of these unique characters as well. And you can, I, I love that. The, the, the cows and the cart and everything like that and the dairy industry, which is so important. But there are other characters as well around town. Uh, Matt Langdon's joined us on Talking Gippsland, talking about Yaron, talk about Matt, uh, but also some wonderful stories that have come out of this this beautiful little pocket of Gippsland. And uh, if you haven't been down to Yarram lately, you're missing out. So bring the family along, some beautiful cafes, eateries as well lining up. And and I get the feeling, Matt, as we, as we wander again, you take me wherever you want to go, that with these cafes that are starting to pop up, you mentioned a fish and chip shop and the pizza shop over there as well, uh, these wonderful pubs and facades as well. Do you feel as though the small business, and we know how hard it has been with small business, especially during COVID and things like that, are starting to feel some confidence within this community? Yeah, certainly within the community. And I think as we come up to summer again, we're going to see what happens because it's the first sort of uninterrupted summer for a number of years, yeah. you know. So it's almost getting back to normalcy. Um, but I think there's a lot of... A lot of the cafes are seeing the... Uh, I don't know, the future or the current arrivals of new people outside of the town. So people have, in the last couple of years have been moving in droves from Melbourne for a change in lifestyle to, to escape lockdowns, whatever it might be. And so all of a sudden the makeup of the town's a little bit different. It's not, it's not sweeping changes, but there are people here with higher, well, different expectations. Yeah. I was going to say higher, yeah. but... You know, they have different expectations for what their, where their coffee's come from, yeah. how it's made, <laughs> what their food looks like, uh, in a way that 10 years ago just wasn't really a focus. And I think, um, you know, places like the Woodside Pub, um, the Bean Peddler, were aiming for a different, 
different level than they need to be. People generally thought if something's going to get done, it'll be done by the Shire or by the state or by, you know, by someone else. And I think slowly but surely, people in Yarraman are realising that we can do stuff. Bring up businesses that are, that are positioning themselves for the change in population. And we've got this huge renewable energy push with the offshore wind farms. We don't know what it's going to do to Yarram. It's going to do something. Yeah. <laughs> so it's being prepared for that and uh, is going to be really key for a lot of these businesses. What's the feeling within the community about something like that? I mean, it is highly contentious uh, in a lot of ways. Uh, we've got an election only just around the corner as we speak here today on Talking Gippsland. And I think to ourselves, well, where is everyone sit with the topic of that? I mean, we think of jobs, but also we think of noise and hindrance and farmers and things like that. Where do we sit? The uh, it, People are generally positive. There's certainly uh, some negatives around it, but I think the fact that it's offshore is a big plus. Um, there's, some, there's some onshore stuff being proposed as well, but Star of the South has done a, an incredible job of engaging with the community over the last couple of years. It must be coming in three years now, I think. And they haven't even got the license to build yet. So, you know, they've put a lot of work in and I think have generated a lot of goodwill. It'll be interesting to see what the other three or four companies do. Um, but for now, I think generally it's positive. I think there's always a bit of trepidation around uh, sudden growth and then possibly sudden departure of a lot of people in this kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, but I, I get the sense that Yarram's going to be a bit... Uh, protected from that because I don't think we're really set up to be providing all those workers and all that accommodation so it's more that we'll be getting a lot more traffic so it's not necessarily people moving in although I think there will be that but we've got to be ready we've got to be ready to serve those people they'll be coming from all over the world and if Yarram can provide them with something they like then they'll come back and keep coming back and maybe uh, after some point, they think, well, this is, the, this is the place for me to live. You know, I've had great interactions in the shops, in the cafes. Yeah, it's, it's going to be an interesting three or four years. As the wind starts to pick up here at Yarram, it's about a 10-goal breeze going left of your dial as you're listening on the listener app on Talking Gippsland. Um, we're just going opposite the Regent Theatre at the moment with this beautiful... Uh, well, refurbished facade, no doubt about that, established in 1930, but we also went past the Yarram Club Hotel, and that's a major, big building here on Main Street, and a look brought it up to me. There wasn't much action happening there at all. What's the story with the Club Hotel, and how do you invigorate an old girl like that that has such a wonderful history, but also such a major icon of the town? It is an icon and everyone in town will tell you there. They've, they've had a dinner conversation about what they'd do with it <laughs> if they had that couple of mil. Um, but it, it's, you know, it's probably going to take a consortium like the, the Woodside yeah. um, Beach Hotel. Um, but who knows? It's, I mean, there's so many ways you could use it. Um, we've got a, a strong backpacker economy in the town. Maybe it's accommodation for them. Uh, it could be a training centre. So you're thinking TAFE or something like that that might some, get involved or some sort of educational facility? Absolutely, it could be anything like that. I think everyone's had a conversation about what they'd do. Um, you could open it up as, as boutique accommodation. 
um, with some food downstairs. It could, it could be a training kitchen. It could be it could be all sorts of things. But you're right. I mean, the the facade is a big piece of the town, and it is a, a big black hole at the moment. What are your thoughts on it? I mean, are you interested? You've got connections uh, with a, you know, the, the, there's the round table going on. You've got connections all over the world. I know you've got a, a business meeting shortly overseas and all that sort of stuff. God bless Zoom. What are your thoughts on it? Because, I mean, you're passionate about Yarram. Well, let's focus on that for a little bit about your your love of this town. Yeah, I think uh, there's two big questions in there. <laughs> I think the... Let's start on the hotel yeah, the first. hotel. I'd love to see it be a, a community-facing space. Yeah. So being able to run um, events in there, being able to um, do training in there, but also accommodation, um, also food. It's a, it's a really big space and you can segment it quite a bit. Um, I think that'd be, that'd be ideal. And then my, my sort of experience here is we moved here from America with, with my American family and my American wife and half-American kid. And we're just going to stay for a couple of years. And uh, we just kept staying. So it's nearly coming up on nine years. Nine years. Yeah. Um, Was it a hard decision to make the move? Uh, or to convince the move? Not to make the move at all. No. Right. It was time to get out of America. Whereabouts were um, you? We're in Michigan. Yep. So, so Detroit? Whereabouts? Yeah, Lansing. just north of Detroit. Yeah, right. Yep. Uh, Lansing. That's got some knowledge. Yeah, it's Irvin Magic it's Johnson for you right there. I can <laughs> right. tell you right now. Uh, NBA helps in uh, locations sometimes. Absolutely. Yep. Um, yeah, he, no, the, the decision to move was not hard. Um, and the decision to stay ultimately wasn't very hard either. It was, a, it's a great place to raise a kid. It's, it's quiet. I think the pandemic really reinforced, uh, what a great place it was to be as well. Yeah. Having friends all over the world in different situations. Um, we were the, I, we, we had the least fear, I suppose, and, and interruption. We were certainly locked down. It was, it was a pretty good place to be yeah. during a global pandemic. Yeah. Um, and I just think there's, a, there's opportunities for people who want to do things here. There's not a lot of resistance in the community to trying things, which can happen in small towns. I think Yarram's very supportive of people trying it, trying to just giving it a go. If it's something that interests them, they'll turn up. Whether that's a shop, whether that's a, an event, you can sort of just use it as a sandbox almost to, to try things out. And... I don't think there's any real uh, stigma about failure either. Like the, the Hero Roundtable didn't happen this weekend. I don't get the impression people are saying, oh, what a, what a loser Matt is, he couldn't get that happening. It's just, eh, that one didn't work, but I'm going to do something again in next month and, yeah. and the, you know, a couple of months after that and again and again. So I love that about the place. We're nearing on lunchtime uh, here at uh, Yarram and you can hear the cars and the bustling and the cafes and I mean there's traffic lights in town, I mean that's great, most towns have roundabouts as we try and escape this wind that's uh, keeping us company this morning here on Talking Gippsland. But you yourself, you've fallen in love, you said you'd only stay for a short time, it's got to nine years. When you get to nine years you start thinking well kids are settled, they're comfortable and this is the hard part as a parent is going well if you travel as much as yourself or me for that matter as well um, with my career, you think about the kids and go, well, you need stability in their life when it comes to their schooling, but also that challenge of adventure as well and that different experience that you have as a child. Are you thinking about moving again at the moment or are you pretty happy where you are? Um, we're pretty um, implanted here at the moment. I think, you know, again, we're enjoying uh, what Yaram's got to offer. Um, 
the our, our kids just started high school, but she she came to America with me last month to run a round table. Um, she was in San Francisco with me earlier in the year, so yeah, right. she she gets a bit of both. So she's got that small town. Um, I don't know the bonus of, of being in a small town, uh, but she also gets to experience the world and um, try things out, meet meet people from all over the place as well. Uh, so, yeah, it's we haven't got any plans to leave anytime soon. So it's make it a better place for us to be. <laughs> and and do you feel as though there are those projects? I mean, I know you're a busy person and you got contacts overseas and things like that. But when it comes to here in Yarram, that community aspect. I mean, this is the thing about how you settle in. You want to get involved. You want to see life. You want to see colour. You want to see people lining up at the local coffee shop or things like that. I mean, you, you look at the style that this town is starting to uh, develop as well. Is that what you want to be a part of, this reinvigoration of this town? Yeah, absolutely. I love doing that. I love helping people do the thing that they want to do, uh, whether that's using connections or previous experience whatever it might be um always happy to help just make the town yeah ready for what's next it seems as though there is that creative vibe with you but also the, the town we, we know the art we know uh the education is starting to build up um what's next do you think for yarram i mean obviously we've got the wind farms coming in we've spoken about that we've spoken about major icons and how we could refurb that but the next little project for this township what do you think uh, could be happening? Yeah, oh, I think I think building up on that creative space. Uh, it'd be great to have a building here that people could go to to take classes, to even exhibit their art. Yeah. Um, yeah. Run, yeah. I think run run that education piece uh, for sure. Um, I think there's there's opportunities to take advantage of the the natural landscape, um, whether that's building some kind of. Uh, animal sanctuary like a place where people can go and see reliably see the animals uh because we are a a bit of a backpacker highway um people come through in their those those little beat up vans (laughs) all the time um so that kind of thing uh certainly and and it's all those things of just making people stop um but we do i think one of the opportunities is really grabbing the people that moved here from Melbourne over the last couple of years. Some really interesting people. Um, we've got a world-class stained glass maker living in, in the area. Uh, and you just think, wow, you know, there's, there's some cool people that moved here. And I think uh, embracing them and seeing what they want to be, and you just think, okay, what's next? And just keeping an eye on that, I think is really exciting. Um, but again, I think Yarram's such a blank canvas. We've yeah. got there's there's we've got cool old buildings out in the different towns, like the Devon North Hall, uh, and there's halls all through the, the hills. Just we can activate these spaces. Um, the rail trail has been finished from here to Port Albert, and soon we'll go all the way to wherever it goes, Currumbarra or something. Yeah. Um, you just think about that. We're a we're a terminus point for that. This is the end. So you've been riding your bike for two days what do you do when you get here and that's i think that's the wide open opportunity we've got to make our place a place people want to come and stay a few days hey it's been a pleasure to have a wander up and down the windy streets of uh, yarram today here on talking gippsland 
painting the picture, describing the town, the history of it as well, and, and also your journey as well through it. I mean, this is the best thing about talking Gippsland is that we get to catch up with local voices telling local stories. And I think we've told a really good one today as the sun comes out as yeah, we finish our chat. Timing. Right on time. Thank you, Yarram and Mother Nature uh, combining as well. Um, pleasure to catch up with you, Matt, and um, thanks for spending some time with us on Talking Gippsland. You too. I really appreciate it. Thanks. Listener Production.